made a long approach round the aerodrome from a considerable height, and this annoyed me considerably, so I switched it off. And of course, at the critical moment, I uh, came over the fence with my undercarriage firmly up. But luckily, there was a very live wire in the duty pilot's office, and he fired a couple of red lights at me, and I realised at once what it was, and was able to pick up the engine and um, go around again and come down with my undercarriage. Arthur Bannum commanded 229 Squadron during the Battle of Britain, and later 286 and 287 wings in Italy. The Spitfires were not only admired by the RAF, but also envied by the enemy. Walter Krupinski was a Luftwaffe pilot flying Messerschmitt 109s. The Spitfire was, even at that time, absolutely the best aircraft. The turning rate was fantastic if you compare it with the 109, and the climbing rate was also very, very good. Takeoff and landing was the easiest I ever saw on a fighter aircraft. The visibility out of a 109 was better than out of a Spitfire, there's no doubt about it. But what does it give? You never should fly straight and level. You every time you should look around. Percival Leggett started work as a student with the Hawker Aircraft Company and saw the development of the Hurricane. He later became a pilot. The Hurricane, at the initial construction stage, it didn't look very different from all the things we'd build, the biplanes we'd been building, because the method of construction was almost identical. It was a mixture of ancient and modern, almost. We had the steel tubular construction, and then on top of that was placed the wooden framework attached to the steel frame, nuts and bolts, and then the fabric people would come with their great lengths of stuff and simply chuck it over the top. And they're, they're dressmakers, really. It would all be done by hand. The fabric would be pulled down into place. And it was all stitched together. That was at our end of the business, where we were doing practically everything by hand. Down at there, where the production was going on, the fabric pieces would come to them already cut out, uh, just, just as if one was making a suit. They'd all be cut ready to size placed over the wooden framers and stringers and stitched into place, and then they go into the dope shop where they'd be sprayed. And lo and behold, this uh, <laughs> lovely aeroplane would suddenly emerge. The big innovation um, was the blind flying panel. In the old biplanes, you would have an altimeter and an airspeed indicator and a rev counter. They'd just be randomly dotted around the cockpit in a position where they could readily be seen by the pilot. With the Hurricane and everything else that followed, including most of the bombers, I think they, we all had much the same blind-flying panel, which was six instruments. And it was airspeed indicator, altimeter, artificial horizon, directional gyro, rate of climb and descent, slip and... It was a bubble in a ball, and that was standard for uh, all aircraft from that point onwards, which is a jolly good thing, because at least one could hop from one type to another without too much difficulty. The new assembly building was opened at Langley, Buckinghamshire, and that was opened probably during May. The Hurricane production line was really being stepped up, and it was a brand-new building built to uh, accommodate mass production. So we got the first almost complete Hurricanes up near the door. And then as you went down the line, until you got down to the very far end, where there was a pile of steel tubes being put together. So it was a brand new building and built for the job. 
the managers had proper offices instead of pokey little cubby holes here and there. It was a concrete floor instead of wooden boards we had at Kingston. It was a, another world. Percival Leggett flew hurricanes with 46 Squadron during the Battle of Britain and after distinguished war service became station commander at RAF Ouston. But not everybody was immediately impressed by the hurricane. Sergeant pilot Charlton Haw. The actual wireless sets in those early fighters were chronic. You could hardly hear what was being said. And then we got VHF, which was so clear and made it much more easy to control what was going on. New Zealander Irving Smith, who was with 151 Squadron, voiced some concerns as well. The hurricane wasn't easy to see out of because the canopy was divided up into little panels. So I personally tended to fly with mine open so that I had no restriction to vision.